hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Ryan Finney, and today we are going to be diving into Psalm 22. During the recording of this and the release, it is during Holy Week, or what Jesus followers call Holy Week, the week between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. And my hope is that we would look at the events of Jesus that led up to his crucifixion and ultimate resurrection and reflect on each event um, and how they impacted us and ultimately saved us from uh, sin and separation from God. But today I want to look at Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is, um, is a prayer, a lament and protest. It's a prayer that we see Jesus saying on the cross during his crucifixion. And uh, it's a prayer that has been around for hundreds of years. And I want to explore it, how it can impact us today in our life, and how it has impacted me, and some lessons we've learned from it. And so without uh, further ado, I'm going to read the entire psalm. And uh, so here we go from the beginning. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises, and you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who seek me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breasts. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. 
All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future, future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. That is a powerful psalm. Um, the beginning of this is recognized by Jesus' prayer while he's on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I, I've heard people ask the question, why does God, why does Jesus say this even though he knows it's going to happen? And it's not that Jesus is asking God, but he's praying this prayer. He's praying Psalm 22. He's praying through his pain. He's praying through his emotions and grief and suffering, his hardship. And he's praying through a psalm that has been prayed for hundreds of years before him from the author David. And we don't know exactly what David was going through when he wrote this psalm. But a few lessons I've learned while while studying this and actually applying it to my own prayer life, um, especially in this last season. First of all, the, the beginning of this psalm is a uh, prayer of, of uh, transparency. It's a prayer of lament and, and protest to God. Uh, the, the author feels as if he has been forsaken. He feels of, as if God is not there and that why has this happened to him? He is being open with the, the experiences of life and living in a broken world. And he's, he's telling God exactly what is going on. And uh, it's, it's kind of, um, it's very, very cool that part of this psalm is a prophetic psalm about Jesus on the cross. But, and that Jesus recites this, it encourages me. And I think that's the first lesson is when we pray to tell God exactly what we're going through. Um, and I think sometimes we don't do that. We kind of just skip ahead. And we ask God to help us. Hey, God, help me. I'm in a hard time right now. You know exactly what I'm going through. Amen. And the father rejoices and he actually takes joy in listening to our prayers. My son, he's about to turn three years old and he and I, we love to do things together. He loves to do, he loves one-on-one time. And at the end of the day, or maybe the next day, he'll actually tell me about things that we did together even though I know what we did. And I take joy in listening to that, just as the Heavenly Father takes joy in listening to what you may be going through, what we may be going through. The the Lord wants to hear those things. He takes joy in hearing those things. And I think it's hard to, uh, to, to speak about those things sometimes. Like I said, we... Well, God knows exactly, but he's a heavenly father. He wants to hear those things. And so the first lesson in the first half of this, this prayer, this psalm, is to, to pray authentically about the lament and the protests of what you may be going through. Um, it's a season of lament for me. It's a season of lament for a lot of people. And so this psalm encourages me to lift up my lament towards, towards the heaven, towards Jesus, towards God. The second part of the psalm is that actually takes place. Uh, the 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 protest and the lament is is pretty far um, into the psalm. 
about 18 verses. And then verse 19, he says, But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. That's his request. That's the psalm. That's the prayer request. Deliver me from the sword. After 18 verses of, of explaining to God what is going on, he finally uh, gives his request to the Lord. So the second lesson is to, to authentically give your request to the Lord. Ask him, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword. My precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lion. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. That's the request. And I think it comes clear to, to, to me that, that God, again, wants to hear our request. He wants to know exactly what we need. He wants to listen to our request. And I think sometimes... Our view of God can sometimes change in our suffering, especially in this last season of life that we've all been in with COVID. Sometimes our, our, our seasons of suffering and pain can, be, can change our view of who God is. But the reality is he wants to hear these things. He wants to save us. He wants to be able to be a good father to us. And that brings me back to the third point, and that's the second half of this psalm, starting in verse 22, is to declare praises to the Lord. We may not experience the second half of this psalm right now, and that is okay, because Jesus experienced the second half of this psalm after he defeated death on the cross and rose on the third day in the resurrection. And so, even though we may or may not experience this, we shall still give praises to the Lord. And because Jesus defeated sin on the cross and resurrected on the third day, we can hold true to him as our anchor and our hope. And we shall de- still declare praises to him. One last thing that I think is really important here is that all these psalms, especially this one, the psalms are not a theological answer to our pain or our suffering, but they're an answer to how we pray through it. So in summary, this psalm, the psalm that's been prayed for hundreds of years, and our Lord Jesus prayed it on the cross. He prayed through it, and the author prayed through it, and through praying it, He was able to pray through his pain and remind us who God is and who we are. It reminds us that God is a good father that wants to rescue us. He wants to hear our pain. He wants to know us personally and that he finished it on the cross, that he has done it, as verse 31 says, that he has defeated sin and suffering and pain, and even though it's not completely finished, that he has inaugurated his kingdom here, and we can hold true to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And so in this season, I want to just encourage you, uh, just as the second half of this psalm has encouraged me, to lift the praises to the Lord, even in the hardship, to let God know exactly what is going on, and to not be afraid of of what he might think, right? It reminds us who we are and who God is. And it teaches us that he is a good father and that he is the author of life. 
and that Jesus himself separated himself from the Trinity to experience pain and suffering so that we would have a good father who knows these things. And so thanks for listening with me today. I know this was a short episode, but I hope it was encouraging. And um, take time to reflect through this psalm how you may change it in your own suffering, your own emotions, your own grief and, and pain. And um, to remember that God wants to hear this. To keep to the truth of God, right? That he was there during our pain. And that he is there during our suffering. And even though we feel like he has forsaken us, he has never not been there. We'll see you next time. See you later.